This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a genuine pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We appreciate those that are watching, especially those who may be watching today. This might be your very first time. Thank you for tuning in. We hope that you'll stay tuned today as we talk about a subject that comes out of the Old Testament. To obey is better. To obey is better. Maybe that's something that you told your children when they were small. It would be better for you if you were to obey me. Well, we want to think about that subject as it relates to the Bible today. Now, on getting to know your Bible, we offer a free Bible correspondence course. And we want you to know that it is absolutely free. And we want to send it to you, but that you might know more about the course and how you can take the course. We're going to pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I want to read now from 1 Samuel, the 15th chapter, and verse 22. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. There's one thing that is obvious when you study the Bible. The Bible teaches that man and woman are to obey God. You learn that studying the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. Noah and his family survived the flood because they obeyed God. Genesis 6.22 says, Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him. So did he. It was Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes that wrote, Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. It was Jesus in the New Testament who said, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Then in Acts the fifth chapter and verse 29, we are told that there were those who said we ought to obey God rather than man. And then in the book of Revelation in the 22nd chapter and the 14th verse, the John that wrote, Blessed are they that keep his commandments, that they may have a right to tree of life and enter in through the gates to the city. Now there's a common thread running through all of those passages, and that's just just a sprinkling of all of the passages 
that we could find throughout the Bible that talk about the need to be in obedience to God, where we yield our will to His will. But there's a phrase found in the text that I read from 1 Samuel 15 that I want to emphasize. And the phrase is, to obey is better. And I want to raise this question. Why is it better to obey? Why is it better for a man or woman to obey God? First of all, it is better to obey because it is Christ-like to obey God. In Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 8, the writer says, Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered, and being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all of them that obey him. Jesus Christ was obedient to his Father in heaven. And those who are going to be saved must be obedient as well to their Father in heaven, just as Jesus was. Jesus was obedient to God. In John chapter 4 and verse 34, Jesus said, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me. Now what Jesus meant by that, that my purpose in life, my meat, is to obey God. Then listen to Jesus again in Luke chapter 6 and verse 38. I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Jesus' purpose in coming into this world was to obey the will of God. And he did indeed. Even in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus, knowing that the cross was looming ahead of him, prayed, and he said, If it be possible, let this cup pass. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. In other words, not my will, Father, but your will is to be done. Jesus was obedient. So we need to be obedient to God, and it is better to obey because it makes us like Jesus. We're not like Jesus when we have a resistant attitude to God. We're not like Jesus when we have a, a sarcastic attitude toward God or, or a ridiculing attitude toward God. No, no, that's not Christ-like. To obey God, to surrender to His will, is so much better because it makes us like Jesus. It is better to obey God because, folks, that's our duty. Why do you think we're in this world in the first place? To, to, to build houses and to buy cars and diamond rings and the like? To buy lands and, and, and to save money in the bank or a, a, some investment firm? Our purpose in this life is to obey God. Listen to Solomon. At the close of, a, of a, an illustrious life. Now keep in mind, Solomon in his day was the wealthiest man in the world. When he came down to the close of his life, here was his concluding thoughts. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. What he's saying is that the whole of man, the purpose of man's existence 
is to fear God and to obey God. You will never be right with God unless you obey Him. It's our responsibility, our duty to obey God. So it is better to obey because it is our responsibility to obey God. It is better to obey God because that is in the direction of love. You know, Jesus in John the 14th chapter in verse 15 said, If you love me, keep my commandments. A man may say, I love God and I love Jesus. But they live lives of defiance to Jesus and to God. And they, they spurn the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Do you think that individual in the sight of God is showing love? Jesus said, if you love me, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. That's what he's literally saying. And when I love God, I will do what God says. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 3 reads, this is the love of God, that, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. You see, when I love God, I will do what God wants me to do with our, without argumentation or debate. I'm not going to try to argue with God because God tells me what He wants me to do. I'm not going to try to tell God a better way to do it. In religion today, people call all kinds of better ways to do it than the way God says it in His book. But you see, when I really love God, I want to do it the way God wants it done. And he says his commandments are not grievous. That means it's not like a burden that you've got to carry around all the time. It's not like a pack that you have on your back that you carry around all the time. Duties become your desires. Here's a mother. Try to picture a mother now. And she has a child that is sick. And that mother, because that child is running a high fever, sits by the bedside of that child all night long. All night long, she doesn't close her eyes because she doesn't want that child's fever to get up so high that it might cause that child to have some kind of a convulsion. And so there she does that. Is that hard? Yes, that's hard. Is it, is it, is it, is it a burden to carry? Yes, it's a burden to carry. Does she regret it? No. Why does she not regret it? Why does she do it willingly, gladly, lovingly? It's because she loves that child. And when we truly love Jesus and we truly love God, we do what they tell us to do, not out of some cause of some duty or burden that we have to bear. But those duties and responsibilities and commands become our desires. It's sort of like a sailor going to sea with sealed orders. He doesn't know where he's going because he hasn't opened up his orders yet. 
And once the ship is launched and out at sea, then he opens up the orders. You see, we have the orders. He's going to, the, the sailor is going to carry out the orders regardless of what's inside the envelope. And we need to learn to obey God because of the great love we have for Him. We're to love God. That's the greatest commandment in all the world, to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Matthew chapter 22 and verse 37. And when God speaks, we listen. I fear that we have a, a generation of people like those of whom we read in Romans the third chapter in verse 18, that there's no fear of God before their eyes. There's still a lot of good people who love God, respect God, and fear God. But their number is beginning to lessen. We need to respect God enough that we do what He tells us to do. Yes, it's better to obey God. When I think about the end result of not obeying God, I know it's much better. But to obey is better because it is linked to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Now, of all of the things that I'm going to say to you today, I, I think that's one of the most important ones, that obedience and Lordship go together. I want you to listen to what Jesus said in Luke, the sixth chapter, in verse 46. Why do you call me? Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say. Now let's try to analyze that for a moment. That's a question Jesus asked. Why are you calling me Lord, and yet even though you call me Lord, you will not do what I tell you to do? Jesus wants us to believe on him. In John 8, 24, Jesus said, Except you believe that I am he, you'll die in your sins. Jesus wants us to repent of our sins. He said, I tell you nay, but except you repent, you'll all likewise perish. He wants us to be willing to confess Him before others. Jesus said, Whosoever shall confess me before men, him will I confess before my Father which is in heaven. That's in Matthew chapter 10. And Jesus wants us to be immersed into Him. Galatians 3, 27. Baptized into Christ, baptized into His death. You see, that's what Jesus wants. Someone says, well, I understand that's what he says, but I'm not willing to do it. Jesus Christ said, why do you call me Lord? And you knew not the things which I say. I want you to know that Jesus is Lord. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 5, we're told there is one Lord. Saul of Tarsus asked in Acts chapter 9 when he was stricken down on the Damascus highway, Lord, what will you have me to do? Lord, what will you have me to do? That's a question we ought to be asking to do. Lord, what do you want me to do? And Jesus said, I want you to do my will. I want you to carry out my will in your life. I want you to do what I tell you to do. I know people are resistant today to being told what to do. They despise being told what to do. But if we really think that Jesus Christ is Lord of all, 
Acts 10, 36, that is Lord of the universe, then we're going to submit to the Lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is Lord, whether I like it or not. Jesus Christ is Lord, whether I ever acknowledge that or not. I'm here to tell you there's a day coming when every knee will bow, when every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. But right now, it's a whole lot better to obey Jesus because then we can acknowledge His Lordship in our lives. It was the day of Pentecost. Peter's preaching about the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And he said, Let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified both Lord and Christ. When they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts. And they said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter answered and said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is unto you, to your children, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort them, saying, Save yourselves, save yourselves from this untoward generation. And then we're told, Then they that gladly received the word were baptized, and there were added unto them in that day about 3,000 souls. They made Jesus their Lord when they obeyed Him. Will you do that? To obey is better because the Lordship of Jesus Christ is linked to obedience. And it's better to obey because that is the pathway to answered prayers. Whoso turneth his ear away from hearing the law even his prayer shall be an abomination. Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 9. If an individual will not hear the will of God and listen to God, why would we think that God would listen to us? If I've turned my life away from God, I've turned my back upon God, I've turned my attention away from God, my ears away from God, my heart away from God, and then I call upon God and I said, Oh God, help me. Why would God want to hear a person that would not hear Him? But God will hear people. In 1 Peter 3 and 12, the Bible says, The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and His ears are open unto their prayers. But then He goes on to say, But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. So it is far better to obey, because this is the way we have our prayers answered. Listen to 1 John chapter 3 and verse 22. And whatsoever we ask we receive of Him, here's the reason, because we keep His commandments and do those things pleasing in His sight. Did you get it? We have to obey. Here's the reason. 
Whatsoever we ask, we receive because we keep His commandments. We obey Him. Do those things, obey Him, that are pleasing in His sight. Are you pleasing God? Are you doing those things that are pleasing in His sight? You see, it is far better to obey because it is a pathway to answered prayer. To obey also is better because it is the foundation of our assurance. I love the hymn that is entitled, Blessed Assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. But we can have the assurance of our salvation. In 1 John, the second chapter, in verse number 3, the Bible says we know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. We can know that we know Him, but we have to do what the Lord says for us to know that we know Him, to have that assurance. We can have that blessed assurance by keeping the commandments of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then it is better to obey because that is evidence of our faith. How do I know that I have any faith? I'd invite you to turn in your Bibles over to the second chapter of James. And in James chapter 2, we read about people having faith and having works. Look at verse 17. Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. A man may say, you have faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest there is one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by his works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see, the evidence of our faith is when our faith is put into action. There are a lot of things that are contrary to human reason. And when we talk about the cross of Jesus Christ and someone dying on a cross, that's contrary to human reason. It doesn't seem logical. And there are many things that God requires of man today that do not seem logical. But we do them out of faith because we believe in God. You take Noah, for example. Noah had never seen it rain before. As far as I know, it never rained on the earth. And I think, this is, I think the scriptures will bear that out. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 7 says, By faith Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the same gives house, by which he came the heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. Noah had never seen it rain, but he put, he, he obeyed God because of the faith that he had in the God that he could not see. You and I would be much better off today if we would obey God because our obedience is evidence that we do have faith. 
Our faith is illustrated. You may say, well, I have faith. Well, show me your faith without your works of obedience. Show me your faith by what you do. Show me your faith by doing what God tells you to do. That's saving faith. And then it is better to obey. And here's our final reason. Because obedience opens the way into heaven. No, no, we're told in 1 Samuel 15 to obey is better. Why is it better? Because it opens up the way into heaven. Revelation 22, 14 reads, Blessed are they that do His commandments, that they may have a right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. What city? Heaven. You see, we have to obey God to go to heaven. Now, Jesus put it like this. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. So can't you see that it's better to obey God? In everything we do in this life, it is far better to obey God. One day... You and I are going to stand before God in the day of judgment. And that's going to be the greatest day in the history of the world. When we stand there, we're not going to be asked what our intentions were toward God. When we stand there, we're not going to be asked what our opinions had been about God and His, and His Word. When we stand before God, we're not going to ask, what did you feel about this that's taught in the Bible? You see, we're going to be judged by the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Romans, the second chapter, in verse 16, Paul said, In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men according to my gospel. That's going to be a great day. And that's the reason we need to obey God now while we have the time and opportunity. See, people can wait till it's too late to obey God. Absolutely they can. We're going to be judged by Jesus and His Word. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The Word which I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. That's found in your Bible in John chapter 12, verse 48. And what that means is this. Whatever the Bible teaches today is what it will teach on the day of judgment. It's not going to teach something opposite to what you find in the Bible. It will be the very same thing that you find in the Bible. Hence, I would urge you to fear God and keep His commandments because that's your responsibility. That's the whole duty of man. I want to thank you for watching Getting to Know Your Bible today. And I want to encourage you to pick up the phone and call for the Bible course right now. And also, I want you to visit the Church of Christ in your community. Right now, I want you to know that I love you and appreciate you. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, 
or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.